Hey there, this is Mike. I'm so glad you're here for today's episode. This one was a real treat for me. As I mentioned in my last episode, things are changing, and this is one of them. Feeling twistier, the conversations. This will likely end up being its own separate podcast. For now, though, you can listen to them here or watch them in their entirety on my YouTube channel. My first guest, if you've been involved uh, studying manifesting at all uh, or listening to me on my podcast, I've mentioned him before and the interesting and fun way he's played a part in my adventure. Mr. 2020 is my first guest, and it's perfect. He's the perfect first guest for this new thing I'm doing here. Well, I'll shut up. Let's get on with it. Here we go. 20s dance. Mr. 2020. He was the top of my list on who to ask to be on this new, uh, this new element of feeling twisty. And at 20, Mr. 2020, welcome to the show. Oh, Mike, it is my absolute pleasure. And uh, as soon as I saw you put up a post about this, I thought, I, I can't wait to connect with you again. So uh, yeah. I'm so happy to be here. And uh, it's just a joy sharing the love and the dance with you. Yeah. In fact, this episode's called 20s Dance. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Uh, thanks again. Uh, this is, it means a lot. I know you're busy. You've got a lot of things you like to do. And, uh, and I know you enjoy your, your time. So I appreciate you taking out a little bit of your time to talk to me and uh, fans of Feeling Twisty. I'm just going to jump right into it. You know, Let's do we, it. We, those of us who have followed you and uh, watched your lives, we know, we know a lot about you. We know about your dogs and your wife and the life in Australia. Uh, but there's always more. And that's, that's what I want to know. Uh, what's your story? Wow. You know, th there's quite a few. And I was pondering. I didn't have a clue how we were going to do this. So I yeah. thought it's just going to be a delightful dance. I, uh, my background, so, so you're talking my story with Neville Goddard and this kind of stuff. How, I want to know, <laughs> we know this much about you, you know, the Neville Goddard time, but, uh, whatever you want to share, I just, I want to get to know you and I want the, uh, listeners and viewers to get, kind of get to know you a little bit more. I, uh, my earliest memories as a little boy. I, I remember just realizing there's more to life than what they think there is. And I'd look around at my mom, a lovely human being, my dad, another lovely human being, the neighbors, the other kids. And, and I always felt there's more to this than what they're letting on. And I, part of me wanted to think like, maybe they know it, but they're not telling me. And uh -huh. part of me went, I think they're missing something. And, uh, as I woke up to this kind of lifestyle and this kind of way of living life, I remember I was listening to Bob Monroe, the Him I Sync guy. And Bob always starts his recordings with a little mantra kind of thing that includes you're more than your physical body. And I always got, you're the spark behind the eyes, Mike. Mm -hmm. and, and, and as soon as I showed up in this uh, application we're using and I saw your eyes, and I see the spark of you. And to me, if we strip away all the manifesting stuff and all the philosophy and all the technology and all the stuff, you're the spark 
that gives life to the fire. Yeah. And, and the fire is transformational. It's, it's trans, it's transformative. It's translational. It changes everything. And if I could say I've got my number one mission in life, besides the whole thing with vision and so on, your vision is how you see the world and, and the dance you came here to dance and to do what you came here to do. We were just talking about that right before. And when you really start to get, I'm the spark behind the eyes. Here's my mission. Uh, my agenda is more playtime and more playmates. I want that in the world. I want more playtime in the world. I want more playmates in the world. But what I really want is people to notice uh, I'm the spark behind the eyes. So is Mike. So is that puppy. How could you possibly think something bad or do something dumb whenever you can look at, a, at another beingness mm. and get there the spark? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So this was... You're way back and I, I think we have similar I think a lot of us uh, people I've spoken to have had this similar things where if we look back we had this thing knocking on the back of our head you know inside of us trying to get out uh, I remember from an early age that experience as a teenager and a lot of things happening mentally and of course, my parents thought I was crazy, you know, a teenager, and he's going insane. They thought I should go see a therapist. But I knew then that there's more to this. This is, it can't be just what they're telling me in church. It can't be just this. Uh, and, and even Neville, nothing I've, nothing still f can encapsulate all of it. You know, there's, yes. there's so much, all of this is still within us. You know, it, yes. I'm going to let you, this is your thing, but, uh, I, under, I think I'm getting an idea of what you're talking about. I had a similar, that, that nagging feeling. There's something else. There's something more here. So, so I, I'm talking to you through this iPad thing. And, and, and I call my devices what they are to me. My iPad is my family and friend finder. Uh. And, I, and I notice with this stuff, I, I am finding a family of people who all their lives I've had an inkling, a suspicion. Like, yeah. like, like there's a Native American fable called Jumping Mouse that I use a lot in, in what I do. And Jumping Mouse heard the river and everybody else ignored it, but he heard the river and he had to go find out what the river was. And it sets him up in this transformative adventure. And some of us still hear the river. Some of us still know that there's... It's, uh, I liken it to sometimes that you're more like an onion than a potato. I, an, an onion has layers, and as you peel them, you're probably going to shed some tears. Mm. And as we explore the onion of us, the onion of you, the onion of me, the onion that we share, there's so many layers to it all that to go... Oh, that's 20. He's an Aries. He's a fire horse. He was born in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no relationship there. But yeah. to discover the onions of each other, the layers of each other through any dance that we have, there's the spark acknowledging the spark. The sparks inspiring each other. The sparks opening up to what's possible. 
That's the magic. That's the magic. Uh, it's when we're talking about this and talking with you, it's, uh, it's hard to get on with it, you know, hop on the next question. You know, I just want to just sit with it. Uh, it's like this every time I talk with you and I love that. Uh, yeah. So tell me more about this journey, the, this, this spark. I, I know Neville and isn't something you, I think you did find Neville early on, but then kind of put it aside. Uh, or maybe I'm remembering that wrong. No, you're spot on. I, so when I was a little kid and I discovered this thing called mind, you can rebuild your life with the power of your mind. I was a sickly kid born three months early. Everybody picked on me. I was picked last for gym and picked on by everyone. And I discovered this thing called self-improvement and self-development. And then I discovered there was a bookstore about a mile outside of town if you went through the cornfields. And they sold books for like 20 cents a piece. And I went nuts, Mike. I'd, every Saturday I'd walk out and I'd go through and I'd get a bag of books. And like I, it was just crazy cool. And one of those books one day was Neville Goddard. I forget which one. But I'd buy Napoleon Hill, the up-and-coming financial flaps, the Playboy Guides to something. I mean, I was anything I could read about anything in stock. And so I'd start to read my books on the way home. And I was taking a detour so I could get an ice cream cone. And I'm going through this Neville Goddard book. It was probably something like At Your Command, because the title caught my attention. And as a 12-year-old little boy, recovering from rebelling as a Catholic, I couldn't handle the scripture. So I got some good shit out of it, tore out a few pages, pitched the rest in the bin, carrying books as <laughs> hell. So, so, so time goes on, and I, and I find myself, I've given up on my dreams. I've decided to be a prison guard because it's a steady, safe paycheck, all that stuff. And at 23, I get beat to death in that riot. Afterwards, PTSD, so on and so forth. And my wife decides, uh, my wife at the time decides, we're going to join Amway. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, so we join Amway. I still love the soap. Uh, <laughs> but my upline gives me a couple books to read. He goes, you could use these. And one of them was a Neville Goddard book. And I went, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. I still not into the scripture bit. Stole some good shit, gave it back. And then a couple years later, I'm really working through this whole PTSD thing. I'm discovering PTSD is the imagination out of control. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I've got a quest for two things, love and truth. I figure if I'm going to be tortured to the day I die, I just want to know about love and truth. Mm. And so I'm always meditating and pondering it. And then the events that Neville calls the promise start happening. And it's like, hold on, this is really weird shit. But where, but where have I read about this before? There's that weird Never Goddard guy or something like that. And I looked up Neville and I fell back in love. Mm. And so it was, a, it was a three act episode. It was a three act play just getting to the point where I could like really dive in and, and just go radio. Here's, here's somebody who's having experiences that I get putting it in language that I aspire to. And, uh, do, do you know how I started free Neville Goddard? I, I was so nuts about this stuff that somewhere in the early two thousands, I bought free Neville.com and I put up 221 lectures in a zip file in order not to overload the server. I made them subscribe to an email list that I never emailed. And I said, if you have any questions, email me. 
I figured I'd be getting questions about how to unzip the zip file. Right. And, and, and I got a couple of those. But mostly I got questions about what does Neville mean by and how do I do this and so on. So that drug me into teaching this stuff from my weird NLP perspective. So, so all that happened by accident. And so, and, and because like I, I amassed a couple thousand names on an email list and I started emailing them a little bit and they liked it, started a Yahoo group. That was fun. They went the way the dinosaur and uh, here we are. Wow. All accidental. Yeah, <laughs> Seemingly accidental. Yeah. Seemingly uh, accidental. Yes. Yeah. It, I love how that works. How the, you know, when we're, we're trying to micromanage it. It's got to go this way. I got to do it this way. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. never seems to work just right. You know, it might work, but it hurts. <laughs> yeah. There's an there's an uncomfortable ache that if we can just let go. Uh, in my last episode, uh, I talked about that. It's the feeling of uh, when I was a child. I would I love I've always loved roller coasters, but yes, I, I would get on the roller coaster and I'd see people. They're like this, and I'm yeah. like this. Oh, I'm holding I, on. I love that episode. <laughs> oh, great. And then just do this. No hands, Ma. And that's, and that's, it's counterintuitive. You think, no, I've got to, I've got to hit it. I got to do this every day. I got to do this and this and this. But if you just can just do this and yep. let go. Uh, and that's what, you know, in the church, we call it let go and let God. Uh, it's easier to let go and let God when you know who God is, you know, that that's, you can let go of the judgment. You can let go of the, the past, but what about this? You can let go of yesterday or five minutes ago. And it's a, it's such a beautiful feeling. So this accident, freenevel.com, freenevelgoddard.com. Uh, freenevel.com. Okay. Uh, You'd already hadn't you already done some teaching? You you didn't uh, Reiki. Is that how you pronounce it? Reiki. Yeah, I I did Reiki. Well, I, I did. That Reiki was way back years and uh, taught Tai Chi, Kung Fu. Uh, think you do shit, Native American stuff. So I'd still been teaching a lot for years, yeah. and I'd been weaving Neville stuff in. I, I tell you, I was so scared. I didn't want to be perceived as a spiritual teacher. I didn't want to yeah. talk Bible. I didn't want to be associated with that crowd at all, but it, <laughs> but it's like, all right. So, uh, so, so I, I still, you know, I drink whiskey, smoke cigars and swear. It's like, oh, I, I'm the spiritual teacher that does that stuff. And it, cause it's, you know, the, I think there's something to be said about exploring and really understanding I'm a hundred percent human yeah, and I'm a hundred percent divine. And the dance of those two, when they dance with your 100% human and 100% divine, we can't help but have, whether our, whether our meeting is a walk past each other, whether it's a glance, whether it's discussion, we can't help but both walk away literally transformed. If we allow ourselves to accept, we're not potatoes, we're onions. And we're really the spark behind the eyes. Mm. Yeah. I, every conversation I have <clears throat> about this kind of thing, or just uh, 
lovely things in about other things. It didn't have to always be manifesting or Neville yep. Goddard. It's if you if you could just I've learned to look at everything like that. I'm there's a yes. transformation happening. Like yes. you said, it if once I make it, I decide a thing or assume that new story, that new state, it's happening. I'm on the bridge. You know, Neville refers to the bridge of incidents, and yes, uh, and so I look forward to every interaction yes. because it's it's part of it. The lady. I love chatting with the lady at the, that watches over the self-checkout at the local grocery store. I talk, I chat with her every day. I look yep. forward to it because it's all part of it. And it took me a while to see that. You know, I imagine this. Well, let me keep, uh, I got uh, oh, to keep, no. keep imagining that, you know, wait, what's my mental diet? Let me check this and check that. And It's constipating uh, if you do it that way, isn't it? Yes, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> So I know what you're, the point I'm trying to make is I know we are talking about that transformation. It, it's, we're always transforming. Yes. Uh, and if we can just quiet down a little bit and notice that and just enjoy the ride. Uh, I like to say decide and ride. And Whoa, nice one. It's, we think that God is out here. And so we, then we got to perform something, you know, a performative. I, let me just, I, I want to share this real quick with you. I had this really cool experience. Uh, I f uh, found myself in a, in a ski lodge in, in a beautiful mountains, snowy mountains in the background through the windows. But I'm in the I'm safe in the ski lodge, and I rem I was thinking that I'm I'm safe in here. It's warm in here, and then I noticed under the windows there are these uh, plaques under each window with a quote from wow. different people. And then I got to a quote and it was my quote, but I've never said it before. And it said, you just need to sit down and decide a thing. And then I looked up through the window and I saw it, these people riding these huge rafts and this skiing and all these different things coming down the mountain, screaming in, in, with, uh, in glee, having fun. And Dude. then I heard the, the voice said, and ride, decide, decide and, and ride. ride. It's nice. It's when we, you know, we, we want to make it so hard. <laughs> we want to, oh, but I got to do this and I got to monitor this. And wait, what's that feeling? Does that mean I'm doubting? You know, that oh, feeling. The, the uh, just let, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just you let don't all need that, that go. So do you yeah. know the origin of the word decide or decision? This is fascinating. No, other than it means to cleave, to cleave, to to, take, uh, to separate. To, so, 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 I love the word cleave because cleave can be to separate or to embrace. Right, right. Yeah. So, 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 when you bring that together, so decision sounds like incision. Mm -hmm. Decide sounds like homicide, fratricide. <laughs> right. What we get to do is kill off other all other options. When I decide. Italian sausages for lunch today. I've said no to everything else. There's endless opportunities for anything in this world. But I've decided, I've made a decision, I've cleaved, and I've cleaved. Yeah. Italian sausages. Oh, they're mm. so good. There's, there's no fluff, <laughs> no fillers. Yeah. 
And, and so when, when we really get, what's the power of a decision? To cleave, to cleave. So I, I, I'll, I'll say it also since this is going to go on audio. To cleave, to embrace, to cleave, to separate. Mm. To fratricide, homicide, to kill off all of their possibilities. Mm. Which allows us to totally, it's like getting married. I know how much you and your sweetheart love each other. It is so apparent. And, and, and when you cleave to her, when you embrace her, you cleave, separate all other possibilities. And that uh, allows you to give life to. And then there's your beautiful family. Oh, yeah. I always cry when I talk to you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's I this love, love. It's it's the onion. It's the onion yeah. of love. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like to think of decision. Uh, same line. It's I'm choosing this, the choice cut. I'm taking this piece. Yep. I've got all of this I can choose from, but I'm taking this one. This is what I want. Yes. Mm. And Decide you can change your mind too. A lot of people, right. they get so screwed up. I love how I've been, how you mentioned the ways people get loopy in their heads, not just in manifesting in life. Life is you know, manifesting is nothing more than loop anyway, right? Right. So we, we can cut to that chase. But but whenever we can go radio, you know what I'm doing? Uh, my ex wife and I had eleven cats. We had twelve litter pans and eleven cats. <laughs> I was a cat guy. <laughs> I came to cats. Australia and became a dog guy. Ah. I can change. I, I was a vegan years ago, actually a vegetarian. Did vegan for a short time, but couldn't do it. Vegetarian for about two years. Uh, now I'm, uh, I'm what I call a fleshitarian. I only eat real food. <laughs> so real food defined as in if there's a picture on the package, it's not real food. Right. right. <laughs> if I can look at what it is, it's real food. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ah. So, I, I'm curious. Uh, I'm I'm jumping here, but but I want to know what got you uh, from uh, Pennsylvania. Was it Pennsylvania? Yes, sir. Yep. To Melbourne, Australia. How? I mean, that's that's a. Fucking a, far away. That's a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> that's a huge move. So, so I was reading Dan Kennedy, uh, the marketing maverick. Love the guy. And Dan Kennedy says, if you're if you're going to make money online, if you're going to make a difference in the world, you've got to do market research. And you know me, right? How thrilled am I about doing market research? Good <laughs> lord. So, so I'm laying I'm laying in bed one night after smoking a cigar and I'm just chill and it's like, Oh, I'll let them, I'll outsource my market resource or my market research. So I put up a little ad for $97, Mike, I will make you a custom recording. We'll email back and forth half a dozen times and I'll make a custom recording for you. I'll make it a not, I'll anonymize this, this circumstance so I can resell it as well. And people went nuts. Right. So sure, yeah. a fella named Mike in Melbourne, Australia, belonged to a Forex trading group. And Mike reaches out and he says, hundred bucks, that's no biggie. I'll do it. So we go back and forth. I send him a recording. He gives it to his friend, Leanne. 
Leanne says, I want one. She contacts me. We go back and forth. She gets one. She gives it to a third, or, or she tells a third woman. The third, or the second woman, third person. The next person orders one, gets one. Next thing you know, there's 20 people in this Forex group, and they've all bought custom recordings, and they're all sharing them, and so on. It's like, all right. Then they reach out and said, can we fly you down to work with us for a weekend? And I said, let's find out. So, <laughs> so, so we figured out how much it's going to cost. And, and the whole thing is, if you're going to fly around the world to Australia, you've got to stay for at least two weeks because you're screwed in the head. At the right. So I, go, I come down here for two weeks. I meet Leanne, who bought the second one. I, uh, she takes me to the Forex Trading Group where Mikey is and so on. This is like two, three days after I land, so I become human again. And I walk into the room and I meet someone. Uh, I met Victoria. Now, she was the third person to buy, uh, buy one of those offers from me. Uh, now, here's the cool thing. Let's bring it back to imagination. I, had, I was imagining three things at the time. Home, held, and business. I just felt a longing to be held like I haven't been held. I felt a need to find home. I was living in the heroin capital of Pennsylvania, right? So I didn't feel I was, I carried two guns everywhere I went, backup bullets. I mean, I was ready. I was ready to rock and roll at any time, right? It was old, but uh, I was ready for something different. So I was imagining held home in business. I move around, I visit here. Instead of staying two weeks, I stayed three. I went back to the States, started closing everything down. Went through a year of trying to figure out how to manifest the impossible. I'm here on a visitor visa. The only way to get a relationship visa is to have a 12-month relationship or longer. And I won't lie. Mm. Our relationship started within my 12-month window, which means I have to leave the country to file for that. It was mm. so stressful and weird. But the way it all came together was fascinating. At the end, at the end of it all, they welcomed me in and they said, do what you got to do. And uh, then I got citizenship as the time went on. So uh, I became an Aussie, and uh, I love my new chosen homeland. I, I love that. Yeah. I, you know, you, you can't help but rejoice in, in a, someone else's story, you know, because it's still your story, you know, that. Absolutely. You, oh, I, just, I love how it all, everything just in, impossible things. In, Impo in, you, you and I both know that impossible things are not impossible. It, yeah. It, it, it was impossible. Now, here's the funny thing. I thought I was making that $97 offer to have, I figured, if someone spends 97 bucks and I have a couple interviews with them, that's my market research. So I'm getting yeah. paid to do market research. That's what I think I'm doing. I'm crossing a bridge for market research. What I was doing was meeting my wife. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so while I'm crossing the bridge and enjoying the view of Dan Kennedy being proud, I'm doing market research and getting paid for it. I'm having people that are actual buyers tell me about themselves so I can factor that into who do I sell to, who do I help, who do I serve. Okay, that's all true. But on the bigger cosmic side, here she is. Yeah. That's so cool. I think, well, if we all go through that period where we're thinking 
linearly, uh, in a linear fashion and, and singularly, like this desire, and this desire. Uh, wait, this is, is this a bridge for this desire? Is this a bridge for this desire? You know, <laughs> how we can you tell? We, we take what Neville said and then we turn it into a religion. And it's like, well, he said it's got to be this way. And then I got to, you know, I didn't, I didn't necessarily feel a thrill in my body this time. You know, yeah, like yeah, I didn't yeah, have yeah. a, I didn't have a spiritual orgasm. Uh, you know, we, you got to let go of the religion. We, you know, those yep. of us, we, I've mentioned this before in my podcast. We want, tell me what to do. Give me the steps. Well, I yep. did the steps. I did all of these and I didn't get shit. <laughs> it's not about the steps. And, a, and you don't, go ahead. It's about, it's about the surrender. Yeah. When you really surrender. I, I tell the story because people get all worked up about if I hold the, if I hold it in mind for seven days, it'll come. I, if, if if I make sure I feel the orgasm of the, uh, what's the breathing technique they all go nuts over. It's like, oh, it's like yeah. no, you, you don't need any of that. Neville taught that once for a reason. But what did he actually teach and what do you actually do all the time? And I say, I take Victoria shopping. We've got very different shopping styles. She looks at everything. I look at what I want, right? <laughs> Me too. And, and, and we round the corner. And there's mustard on sale, this exclusive mustard that's like $8 a jar or something. And there's three different varieties. And I watch her turn and look at the mustard and surrender to it. She slows mm. down just a tiny bit. You can watch her go inside and go, mustard. <laughs> and, and now she's in there. She's imagining doing something with the mustards. Right. Mm. And then she's, so she's imagined having mustard. And now her physical body, part of the universe, walks over and takes one of each. And it's like, it's that fast. She surrendered to the mustard experience. She didn't go in her head and debate mustard and cost and price and do we have any. The endless mental stuff she didn't do. She surrendered to mustard. And then it ends up in the cart. Mm -hmm. When we surrender to your desires, or here's another one. I know you know this one, but is it an ego-based desire or is it a spiritual-based desire? Uh, well, uh, your desires <laughs> are divine in origin. Right. When you get your desires are divine in origin and they all have their plan and power of fulfillment, what's my job? Oh, I'm going to mm. tell you something. I've been imagining interviews by people who I know, love, and trust. So it's like radio. I'm imagining interviews with people I know, love, and trust. And I just feel it, and I surrender to it. And then I get on the Facebooks, and I have no idea where you put this or anything. Hey, I'm going to be doing some. And I'm like, oh, me, please. Me, please. <laughs> yeah. It's no seven days, no endless chanting, no, no vision <laughs> boards, no brain waves. Just a surrender to, to a... Uh, uh, what, what what they call producer moment. Wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool if Mike and I just, and I didn't even know it was you, but, but if it, or that it would begin with you, like it's beginning with me. I just experienced, like you experienced a producer moment. Wouldn't it be cool to have these conversations? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. This is, uh, well, I love the microphone. You, you know, it's my story. Uh, some yes. of it, you know, it started in radio. And, and then the, the seven years of being sick and not being able to talk, uh, well enough to yep. be on the microphone, but this is it. This is, uh, 
this is my jam. You know, I, I, I took a year off from feeling twisty. I know. Uh, I, was, I was tired. Uh, I didn't talk about it. I, did a, I mentioned the hurricane on the episode. Uh, it, it did a wallop on our house. And so we had an adventure of, uh, it was an adventure. The contractor disappeared with over $100,000. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> so I spent, uh, uh, paid him a hundred thirty thousand, and spent that much fixing everything they f- screwed up. Been there. So, so we were busy, and uh, it's funny. A friend of mine uh, messages me, you know, calls me sometimes. Well, aren't you bitter? Aren't you? And I tell him, No, I, I can't be bitter, and I'm not going to hold any resentment because he was. I can't separate him from me. And yes. if I'm really honest with myself, I was, there were concerns, you know, I, of being, you know, hearing stories of contractors disappearing and micromanaging everything. And instead of just yep. surrendering to it. Uh, and so, no, I don't regret it. It, it, everything that happens, the way I look at it, uh, everything brings me, uh, peels back another layer. Like you said, it yep. gets me closer to who I am. And, uh, so, uh, I'm not grateful for the shit in my life. I'm not gonna, you know what I mean? I'm not, <laughs> yes. you know, I'm not that kind of grateful, but I'm grateful for the opportunity to notice that, uh, we not, I, I think people, if you, if you're a teacher like you, or if you do a podcast like me, people tend to think that, that we're perfect. You know, and then we, everything is perfect. And then, uh, (laughs) but I was in the hospital last year, a year ago. Uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned that on the episode, on an episode or not. Uh, With, I had started having chest pains and I ignored it, you know, just letting it go. And then one night we're all playing cards. My family and I were playing cards and my daughter-in-law is a, a nurse. And she watched me. She looked up. I caught her looking at me because I was like, <laughs> So, in fact, it was a year ago because it was Mardi Gras weekend. Well, uh, I said, I'm not going to the hospital. I know, I know what to do. I'm not doing this. Uh, Mardi Gras parade. I'm there and I'm the most intense pain in my chest, you know, in my daughter-in-law was standing right next to me. And she said, you've got to go to the hospital. And I said, I'm not going to the hospital. <laughs> wow. Not going to do it. So that night, Kim said, looks at me. She says, we're going to the hospital. I said, I'm not going. I promise you I'll go tomorrow. <laughs> and then Wednesday morning, Ash Wednesday morning, she, we, she woke me up. She said, get up, go. Time to go. So, and it was, it's funny because it was, I fought myself. I fought it. Uh, I didn't want to go. I didn't. But I walked myself into the ER, you know, like this. Hey, I'm having really bad chest pains. <laughs> and they freak out. Uh, and of course, I, the blood results uh, are all over the place. So it's this, and the, but there's this. And I thought, well, this sounds familiar. Blood results <laughs> telling me one thing and then saying. That's right. So they couldn't find an, a cause. Uh, there was no heart attack. They couldn't find anything to say, this is what's causing it. I knew the cause of it. That's uh, right. And so I let that idea go. And, and, and instead of what I was doing is just 
fighting it and ignoring it, breathing through it instead of changing what I was uh, imagining. And as soon as I let go of that, instead of as soon as I started letting go of fighting it, I have I felt great. Those chest pains have gone. Uh, it's a great experience. It's been a it's been a a wild year for me last year, but I'm everything that happened last year got me to right where I am right now. And uh, in this, these new ideas, these conversations, feeling twistier <laughs> conversations, feeling twistier, Petey. Yeah, that's this. Uh, so my friend asked me all the time, well, what about, you know, you were sick and da, 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 da. you should be bitter. I'm like, I'm not bitter. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is no bitterness. Yeah. You're better. And yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if we can let go of, uh, yes, I think when we put ourselves out there as you do, as I do, uh, it's, it's okay to admit that, yeah, there's some things, but we know we know the cause of it, and and that's the beauty of this. That's where uh, the wonder of all of this for me is that yes, it, even when there's shit, I know I know where it's coming from. <laughs> little children are full of wonder, and little children are full of play. And they say to be as little children. Yeah, and 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 I often think, and I love that you bring this up because I'm not more perfect than anyone. I might be more playful than some people mm. and being willing to play and, and notice, all right, I was playing a really dumb game there. <laughs> <laughs> time, to time to change the game. Yeah. I, I think it's when you've gotten your mind that it's one, this is my one shot. I've got this one life. Here's when I was born and here I'm going to die. And I've got a, this is it. That's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. To you got to make it work. Uh, this is my one shot, and when you can allow yourself to let go of that idea, yep, then you start to realize wait, this isn't this isn't my first go round, and uh, it may not be my last. It, you've mentioned this, and I love that you when you said this one time. Uh, you talked about uh, you know some people most things you see were like, what would you do if you die? You know you're going to die Friday. Uh, but then you post a question, what do you do today if you know you're never going to die? Yeah, oh. you, you might change rodeos. That's all right. <laughs> this ain't my first rodeo, and, I, and I, might I might go to another one at any time. But while I'm at this one, while, while, while I'm enjoying this rodeo, yeah. what am I going to do? There's so much to do with a rodeo. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Hmm. Let's talk about death. You mentioned uh, that since we're on it, uh, you know, my friend, this one friend uh, that he's constantly asking me questions and yeah, I want all of this, but what if I die before I get that? But I want to hear, uh, I know what I talk about, but this is you. I want to, I want to, let's talk about death and what it means to you. You know, I, I had that, they call it the near-death experience back when I got beat at the prison. Yeah. And a lot of people want to know about that, and I tend to blow that off a lot, because I'm more interested in having, instead of talking about a near-death experience, I'm more interested in having an actual life experience. Mm. And I think that was one of the gifts that that gave to me, because on another realm, 
My grandma died when I was eight, seven, somewhere around. And the thing is, she didn't die. Right? She kept showing up in, in at least in here. And, 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 and I get that I was open to I'm more than my physical body. As Neville would say, consciousness is the only reality. We don't die. We just, in the twinkle of an eye, something happens. And I really notice what we refuse to see, we don't. What we're willing to notice, we can. And, and so years ago, I had this dog named George. He was a little black dog. I got him at a flea market. He was a runt full of worms. Uh, the vet was surprised he lived. The vet called me the day after I took him in. So I picked him up on a Sunday, took him in on Monday. Tuesday, the vet calls and asks, how's the puppy? I said, the puppy's good. He goes, good, he'll live then. And he hangs up the phone. That was that was George Nierhoff. That was his bedside matter. <laughs> and I had George for like 15 years. And then, yeah, George, I didn't have George anymore. But I noticed from time to time he would show up in my consciousness. Like I'd just be taking a walk and, it, was, it wasn't a memory. It was different. And then eventually, I, I, my wife at the time, and I had five kittens. And one of the kittens came out with George Fur and George Markings. Um, and eventually, George Mannerisms. Right? So now my dog's back as a cat. That's cool. That's fun. But, but, but I, I mention all that just as this stuff. It doesn't matter what my philosophy is. What matters is my experience and yours. And if we're willing to experience what you are, Mike, is love, the spark behind the eyes. Uh, I've, I've taken little walks in the garden and had friends from that have died years ago. Just sort of, I, I feel their presence and I can t tell like we're having an inner conversation with each other. And then for some reason, their, their uh, widow will reach out. And, uh, and it will just, I'll just share a couple words and she, oh, that's like, that's what Ken would tell me. Yeah, I know. That's what Ken told me the other day. Right? <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I really get, I'm going to squeeze every last drop out of today. I, before I get out of bed this morning, I'm doing my Joseph Goddard's and I'm imagining my pool, email, my appointments, on call. I know these specific events of my day haven't gone my way. Blessing and, and full. And I will squeeze every drop out of every day. It's about pleasure, not pressure. If I make it about, you know, uh, odds are I'm going to be dead in 20 years, 40 years, 60 years, whatever. Now we've got pressure. But on the other hand, if we choose pleasure instead, how can I contribute and be contributed to today in a way that enhances tomorrow? I'll pull the weed and plant a seed. Hmm. My grandpa was a wise old <laughs> fellow. My grandpa was like four foot ten, maybe five foot tall. He had eyebrows out to here. He looked like he should have been in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and he would say things like, uh, to live, you've got to give. Hmm. And, and that whole thing of just noticing Give us today our daily bread. It's not just what I need to survive the day. Give me today my daily bread. In other words, I'm breaking bread with you. I love the phrase. You and I are breaking bread. 
We're sharing a meal, something that enriches us and those around us. And, and when we really, really get consciousness is the only reality, sure, the, the, the meat suit's going to drop over one of these days. I'm going to do the best I can to take care of it and enjoy it while I'm here. But, you know, we're the spark, baby. We're the spark. We're the soul. We're the love. And uh, where we get to dance together next, we get to discover that. Hmm. I think that's a great place to stop. <laughs> that's we're if we don't, we're gonna we'll go for two hours. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> thank you. Uh thank you, Twenty. Uh don't don't not log off before we before after we say goodbye on here. I want to chat with you for just a moment. But Please. I want to thank you. Uh I know the the listeners of Feeling Twisty and the viewers that go to the YouTube channel. They're going to be blessed by this because uh, you are. It's always my every experience with you is always a blessing to me. And I love that. And I love you, man. I love you, my friend. Oh, there's so much I wanted to talk about, but we ran out of time. 2020 will be back, though, in upcoming episodes. Remember, this new element is about you. I want to hear from you and I want to share your stories here. Hit me up at my story at feelingtwisty.com. I love you. I'm feeling twisty. <laughs>